seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there and welcome to the Video Nasty Podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Demented from 1980 is almost certainly probably best known for the colourful life of its uh, lead actor, uh, a guy called Harry Reams. Now, Harry is not actually credited on the uh, on the movie as um, as his name. Instead, it's uh, Bruce Gilchrist instead. Now... It has been suggested that that is probably because uh, Harry was um, didn't want his name on the film, which seems unlikely considering the colourful lifestyle, which we'll, we'll get onto in a bit. More likely, it's the fact that Demented, a rape-revenge thriller, which starts off with a gang rape and then kind of slips into a, a more conventional revenge drama after fair amount of hysterics and a, a lengthy uh, lengthy introduction to the rest of it um is probably uh trying to differentiate itself from from from, from pornography and uh, anyone who watched the first four minutes might be concerned that indeed this was far more just a um rather grim uh porno but indeed it's not um instead it is a slow moving uh, drama that features some vicious violence at the end and uh, Sally Young um, a uh, a model originally who probably in fairness may have well been picked for a looks which seems a bit grim when you think about it but um, in actual fact um, also appears in uh, Home Sweet Home which we've discussed before um, the, uh, the Thanksgiving slasher film and although Arthur Jeffries does not go on to make much else he does kind of go out of his way to create a shocking film and, and Demented is, is meant, supposed to, to drive you in and, and in various ways make you feel very, fairly uncomfortable. It's success in that, uh, your mileage may unfortunately vary. Trapped Linda Rogers, brutally raped her, and left her mind demented. Linda will never be completely sane again. Yeah, that your help. Will it knock me out? No, just calm you down. I sure hope so. Now don't worry, everything is going to be all right. Well, that's debatable. It's all been like a bad dream. Well, that's probably exactly what it was. Linda's unfaithful husband found his pleasures elsewhere. Her mental condition was in serious jeopardy, and no one was giving her the help she needed. She was having nightmares, the same horrible dream, night after night, until she couldn't distinguish it from reality. Her nightmares chased her 
and chased her. And chased her. Rogers left his wife alone often to be in his lover's arms. <laughs> Times alone were filled with sick, horrible illusions. She couldn't take it any longer. She became demented. She got rid of her nightmares, one at a time. So yeah, so as I said, the film starts with an unnamed woman, we now know it's called Linda, uh, who's been raped by a gang of men and institutionalized. So you start off with being raped in the in this um in these stables, and then the kind of the, the, the men have clearly been um arrested and convicted. And then we um we kind of speed on to her uh, after her, her treatment for uh, trauma. You know, it, it, it suggested that she'd been institutionalized. Um, so Linda is um, is a troubled woman, and her ho- husband Matt is a bit of a wanker. So Matt is spending a huge portion of his time um, in a uh, adulterous affair with a, a woman who is clearly only after his money, to the point that um, she kind of uh, almost interrogates him mid-sex about how much he earns and that kind of thing in a quite amusing way. In one of the lighter moments of the film, um, to the extent that Matt, when he talked to to, to a therapist who, who's worked with Linda, uh, is is surprisingly deeply disappointed that it's unlikely that he's going to have sex with his wife anytime soon because she's uh, still deeply traumatized by the gang rape. Um, so uh, you get a good feel for the type of man he is. Meanwhile, Linda is stuck at home, basically on her own getting increasingly worse. So she is uh, seeing visions of uh, attackers and starts to suspect that the young men uh, of the neighbourhood are uh, trying to uh, traumatise her. And there's a part here where we think, is it in all in her head? Is she getting worse? Um, a mystery that the film torpedoes relatively quickly in favour of uh, pointing out quite clearly that... Linda is, in fact, actually is under threat from people and she snaps in quite a brutal way uh, after one young man tries to uh, mount her and then goes along murdering 
everyone else, including some pretty nasty stuff. Uh, there's a lengthy scene with a man, a lad tied to a chair, which goes on forever, and they just talk, uh, and a, and a, and a castration, which, uh, you know, good stuff. If you're, if, if you know, a, a, a solid, a solid gimme on any rape revenge film. Um, it's shot pretty flatly. It's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, it, it delivers in two departments. One, a very uncomfortable rate. So at the beginning, it slams you in the face. And then secondly, in a quite vicious, violent, um, revenge, uh, motif, which comes of the, the other half, the, the last 20 minutes or so of the film. In the middle, we, we spend time with, um, Sally Young's Linda. She starts off pretty shrill and pretty, um, un, you know, high level of hysteria. And then as it goes on, just goes completely off the leash to, to the point that she's kind of laughing manically, holding a meat cleaver and that kind of thing. Um, and if you're into, you know, you, you may well enjoy that kind of stuff, to be honest with you. It, you know, it, once it goes, it goes and it's good fun. It's, it's a lot, but it's good fun. But, uh, you got, you got to wait through, um, uh, quite slow, uh, mid, mid second act to get to it. But, you know, that's, that's the nature of these things sometimes. And, um, you do get to enjoy Harry Reams being peak Harry Reams and kind of doing his stilted acting and his fantastic bouffant hair and wonderful moustache through huge chunks of the movie as well so there are some things to get you through it you could argue in fact that the um, the end of the film um, is is almost like a comedy like a black comedy it's so I mean it's very black if it's a black comedy it's very dark but um, but nonetheless it, you know it, it is it is it is fairly fairly interesting stuff as you said, Sally Young, who actually performs under the name Sally Elsie in this, uh, this is her first film, um, does what she can. She's also Linda in Home Sweet Home, um, and then does bits and bobs as, you know, very partial small performances as well in some TV. And, uh, but, you know, let's not get too excited about any of that. Uh, and as we've said, Arthur Jeffries, best known for being uh, for this and nothing else. And it was written by Alex Reba, who um, you will probably best know if you're into your um, horror, assuming you are, if you're listening to this, as the as the incredible melting man in the 1977 movie. So, um, so you do get some... You know, he's, he's under a lot of makeup effects in that film, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of model work, but he is the incredible melting man. Right, so let's get to Harry Ream, shall we? <laughs> okay, so um, born in the Bronx, nineteen forty-seven. Almost, he's not. That's not his real name. So you know, I suppose in fact, this is not a nom de plume that he goes under. It's a nom nom de plume. I don't know. His real name is uh, Herbert Stryker. Anyway, um, so Harry uh, was almost certainly best known as the Doctor Young in Deep Throat and the teacher in The Devil and Miss Jones. So those two big landmark golden age of pornography films of the early 70s. I mean, and he was prolific and became that kind of a, a core celebrate in, uh, in in kind of hip circles when he became the first American actor to be prosecuted for appearing in a film. And he retired from the industry in 1985. So um, in, the, um, in the early 70s, he was a known to basically support as himself 
financially by appearing in short, silent stag films known as loops. So these are um, a number of um, things that were, you know, they're, they're designed to be shot, filmed, shown on 8mm and 16mm. It's a, you know, a little, uh, little tr- gentleman's treat. Um, but he went on to appear in 140 feature-length exploitation and hardcore films in, in between the years of 71, 74, and 82 and 85. Almost certainly best known for Deep Throat, Devil and Miss Jones. And he also appeared in some roughies, such as Forced Entry. Um, and he did appear in a number of um, straight roles as well. Now, um, the, the, these were in the early 80s mainly. So um, this, Demented, To All A Good Night. He appears in National Lampoon's movie Madness as well. Um, but before then, <clears throat> he has this, like, this... He gets for, There's a great film, a uh, documentary film called Inside Deep Throat, which kind of goes into the impacts of that particular film, which I recommend watch you watch if you're interested in, in this kind of um, this golden age of porn and in particular, you know, it takes that one film and kind of says, right, this film is really important in terms of American culture and its use of pornography in, in this period of time. It was a period of time when there was definitely a belief that um we could they could um you know um standardize and not normalize but bring to the mainstream hardcore pornographic content. Anyway, so he gets arrested in 1974 for appearing in Deep Throat. And it's, um, and he gets charged in 75 with conspiracy to distribute obscenity across state lines. Of course, you know, from a, from a video nasty's point of view, we're very aware how uh, obscenity can be used as a, a blunt weapon to uh, stop people uh, doing, living their lives. You know what I mean? Anyway, he's convicted in 1976 with along with 11 other people. Managed to overturn it on appeal in 77 because his activity in making the film occurred before before a ruling in 73. So it was basically a technicality, really. And he, but the, 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 you know, his defense was, this is basically a man who has been arrested for appearing in a movie. That's it, right? So you don't believe him, you know, it's ridiculous. And as such, he kind of did become a, a core celebrity, particularly for New York celebrities, including Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, Shirley MacLaine, who uh, pointed out that, you know, um, what he'd done should should, should not have been, you know, um, attacked as being illegal. Fair, fair enough. Anyway, he managed to make some money out of it because he uh, distributed a, um, a a book, Here Comes Harry Reams, which kind of reports extensively about his early part of his career. He returns in 82 after an eight-year hiatus from pornography and actually appeared in in, in one of the uh, notorious Tracy Lord's films from when um, as well, which... Um, you know, is there for those that don't know? Again, the Tracy Law stuff is fascinating in terms of there were a number of pornographic films that she made when she had fake ID and she uh, was underage. Um, <clears throat> Harry was uh, a troubled man. Uh, he had years of drug abuse and homelessness and only started drying out in Utah in 89. And he married a religious woman who he met there. Um, as he trying to try to kind of um, replace, well, not replace. That's not fair. Um, to learn more about his faith and his religion, and to grow. Anyway, he died in nineteen in, in twenty thirteen, age, age after the age of sixty five, um, of pancreatic cancer. 
and occasionally popped up in various interviews around Deep Throat. So he's in that Inside Deep Throat from 2005 that I've already mentioned. And um, he kind of um, managed to at least, um, you know, I think come to terms with what was a kind of a crazy period of his life. And, um, you know, grow a bit, I suppose. It's hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> but he was a lot better than he, he was. Anyway, in terms of Demented, um, the film was um, released on the same label that was released in Night of the Living Dead um, as well. Um, uh, media VHS, uh, which had those fantastic... It, looked, it, it was a good-looking videotape, to be fair. Um, they all were from then. Um, released then, seized, uh, as we've said. It was past 18 after some cuts to the sexual violence at the start of the film. Um, but is available uncut um, from a Shout Factory uh, Blu-ray um, in the US, and there's a DVD as well, so um, you you can get it if you if you if you're after it. Um, and you know the rape revenge genre is uh, is a is a funny old fish, isn't it? You know, um, so it very much depends what your your views are of it. If you're if you're willing to to when it when it delivers, it does deliver. It delivers very uncomfortable although uh, and, and quite short rapes in at the start and it delivers uh, a lot of vicious comeuppance at the end so if, you, if you're happy just to watch harry be harry for for, for an hour in the middle and uh, absolute crazy hysterics then you'll probably be all right i mean it's interesting that in the, the, the logo for demented is this jest court jester character doesn't make a lot of sense you know there isn't a jet there isn't even a, a clown doll in the film but I think the reason for that is really because, um, well, maybe, maybe I'm being harsh, but she is incredibly shrill by the end of the film. Like, you know, wide eyed, teeth bearing, knife in the air. In fact, it freeze frames on that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I said, I don't try and review these too much, but, uh, you know, um, at least give you a feel for, for what, you know, you're gonna, if you're in the UK, you're gonna have to go out your way to try and find this film. So at least I'll give you some indicator about what you're gonna get when you get there. Um, yeah. And it is almost certainly being, being released in the UK just as part of a package deal, <laughs> to be honest with you. But there you go. So yeah, um, thanks very much for listening. If you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is visionassispodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at at orange underscore monkey. Yes, I know it's locked, but yes, I am still there. You can get it on the, uh, or you just can leave a message on, on the page and on the, any of the pages on thelasthorrorpodcast.com or videonassispodcast.com. Um, the podcast is available pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts these days, including things like Amazon Music and... Um, Spotify. If there's somewhere you think I should be that I'm currently not, let me know and I will get it on there for you. I'm a bit, I'm very much like in the, uh, you know, in the mood that it, it, if you want to listen to me on your smart speaker, I'm pretty sure we can get it there for you. Do you know what I mean? Um, also thanks to, uh, Gav Crimson on Twitter, 
who says there was a post-cert VHS release of it, of, and he's talking about uh, Aftermath, which we spoke about week before last, uh, Zombie Aftermath, called Zombie Aftermath. The director's daughter told me that release and retirement was done without their permission, and the film has been getting stick for the lack of zombies in it ever since. Fair enough, very true. There are very few zombies in, in Zombie Aftermath. Indeed, none. They're, they're mutants, if anything. And uh, even though mutant scenes uh, aren't really a key driver in the film, rather instead, obviously, the... Um, your man Sid Haig being the the key stuff for that. But you cheers for that, Gav, and thanks very much for getting in touch. Um Gav's really is very knowledgeable about about, about, about films from this era. So it's it's always great when he when he contacts me. He's been talking about uh, Suffer Little Children, which is one of my um, my faves as well. And he's been doing comparisons about what the VHS looks like and what the DVD that was released from um Seven Films looks like as well. I, I, and um good you know, and it is it is good stuff. Um, he does know his, he does know his, his stuff really well. Anyway, um, yeah. So next week we're going to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ on Christmas with uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I was going to do the thing, but I'm doing it in a few weeks' time anyway. Uh, it'll still be cold, so fuck it. Why not? We'll do that then. Um, you know, we did Christmas Eve last year, so you can't do it again. Um, and that's the the big Christmassy one, isn't it, on this list? So yeah, so we'll do Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Um, not as good as Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, in my opinion, but you know it has its fans, and it's a it, it's an unusual one in the, in the genre. So look forward to talk to you about that. It's been a long time since I've seen that, so I'm looking forward to kind of digging in. And there's a that great box set that they've done as well, fantastic. Anyway, I'm rambling, and there's plenty of time to ramble about uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Um, in, 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 the, in the coming, uh, in the, over the Christmas period. So until then, take care. I hope you all have a very lovely Christmas if you celebrate it. And, uh, I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.